Dang it. I pressed it too soon. Hi, we're back. I feel like you should keep that in the episode. I think it's like a good like behind the scenes. Here's what happens at before we go. We're professionals, you know? Sorry, Megan. I can really feel that. Cute intro. Cute intro. Hello, welcome to at Before We Go. It is a Saturday. Welcome to our Instagram oh, <laughs> handle. <laughs> that is our Instagram handle. Our the Instagram handle of our podcast Before We Go. I'm Amanda. I'm Tiffany, which you know, hopefully you know by now. Yes. Guys, today we have a very special guest, Megan Borsma from Canada. Yes. Le Vancouver. Oui, oui. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so, Jenny said something in French when she was here. Can you I speak that. French? Oui, je peux, mais il y a longtemps depuis j'ai parlé français. Alors, c'est un petit peu gross. Comment se dit? Gross. <laughs> what did you just say? I said I can, but it's been a long time since I've spoken in French, so it's a little bit, how do you say, gross? Well, on that note, uh, Megan, what yes. will you be talking to us? Wait, no, 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 no. Actually, let's say, Lamau. so Megan, tell us about yourself. Uh, yes, <laughs> in French. Actually, no, no English. No. Um, well, you can find me on a regular day perusing Instagram, 97% of which is Golden Retriever dogs. That's true. If Megan is ever upset, just send her Golden Retriever puppies. True. It will tempor mm -hmm. temporarily stem the tide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's um, yeah, I have a unhealthy habit of watching tasty videos. I excessively. love tasty Yeah. What's your favorite one? I don't know. I really like the cake ones because they're just like really pretty. But um, I've never actually made any of the videos. I just watch them all compulsively. We should yeah. do that. You have a kitchen in your apartment, right? Yeah, but I haven't cooked in it yet <laughs> in the last sorry, two what? years. <laughs> no, I don't do that really. So we should yeah. break in. Your thesis, your, not your, your thesis, your kitchen. Why <laughs> <laughs> would you say that word? Um, wait, so tell us about what you study, yeah. where oh, you're from, sure. what you're going to do. Well, I study biology and great texts, and I'm from Vancouver. Uh, I want to go to med school, so we'll see how that pans out. Lol. But yeah, that's that's me. And Megan and I were roommates True. sophomore year. So yes. Wait, really? You didn't know this? It was the best semester of my life. Is there's that Spongebob meme where it's like 7.30, wake up, look at Patrick. <laughs> and then it's like, get breakfast with Patrick. <laughs> and then that was basically us. Yes. I do not remember this. It was my most productive semester because I always saw Tiffany working. I was like, I can't just like, like build retrievers now because yeah. she's And then I always saw, saw Megan working. And then that was the, I mean, Megan, I was very intimidated by Megan freshman year because she always had her work done early and it would be 6.30 and she'd be like, all right, I'm done with all my work. I'm going to go watch TV. And I was like, or do the Queen's reading. <laughs> and I was like, someone actually lives like this. She's like, oh, I just finished my essay. And I was like, oh, when is it due? She's like, in two months. And I was like. Okay, that's an exaggeration. It was like two weeks, maybe three, but. Still, foreign concepts in my head. I'm in such awe. Well, that didn't last. Now it's like, <laughs> should I do my homework? <laughs> I've rubbed off on you. But Sorry. how did you meet Amanda? I'm not sure. She had this water bottle that was like always lost or something. <laughs> I feel like I saw that around the Honors College a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I can't say I really remember. She was just like a constant presence, really, in the first two <laughs> years of college. So, wait, Megan, how did you and Tiffany meet? 
That's a story. Yeah, um, we were we were in the same hall freshman year. Yeah. Whose hall? Who is your CL? Uh, Lydia. Lydia. CLs are RAs for yeah, those of yes. you who don't go to. Yeah, and we didn't really talk very much. We had a mutual friend named Laura. Yes. And we did talk once. I remember our first encounter, but I don't really care to share with the class. But it was over a boy. But oh, yeah. we're not going to okay, expand yeah, you can't on just, that. You can't just say, oh, it was over a boy, but we're not going to talk about it. It's really nothing it. to expand really, on. Really, I would say a summary is Megan really wanted to be a strong, independent woman. Oh, and yes. And backfired. <laughs> but that's okay. We moved on. And, and then so. Laura one day was like, oh, hey, um, do you want to, do you have roommates? And I was like, no, not for next year. And she was like, do you want to be roommates with Megan and me? because they were studying abroad on alternate semesters. And I was like, sure. And then for the entire rest of the school year, so cringy. <laughs> the only words Megan and I exchanged with each other were, hey, future roomie, because we were so, I mean, awkward. I was It was very awkward. Really awkward. <laughs> Wait, thing so is, the first time you guys like truly hung out was when I came back into my room and Megan moved in. I was like, what's up, girl? And I pretty much just decided that we would not have the awkward phase. So I just pretended we were best friends already <laughs> and it kind of took off. So it just worked. That's the way to do it. Yeah. That was the semester Megan took a, was it weight training or weightlifting? Weightlifting. Weightlifting class at 6.50 in the morning. You're joking. It was the worst decision of my life. I thought it would make me a better person, but it made me a worse person. <laughs> so much worse. Was it every day? It was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Aww. Friday. So every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So my bed was by the door. <laughs> I would wake up to the grumbles, like, <laughs> hear the door slam. And I'd be like, oh, Megan's up. And then I would snooze for about an hour. And then she would come back. And then I would get ready. And then I would give her my ID card. <laughs> that was back when they still let you oh, um, yes. sue. Because I had a, what is it? An anonymous swipe. Yeah. So she would get breakfast for the both of us. It was great. And then, like, sweet Miss Bessie at Memorial Dining Hall. And, like, see the card. It's clearly, like, an Asian student. Be like, hey, Miss Tiffany. I'd be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So, yeah. I love Miss Bessie. And you guys are great. Miss oh, yeah. Bessie is a legend. So, as yes. I mentioned, Megan studied abroad, yeah. as did Amanda. Yes. <laughs> Where you study? I literally texted Tiffany these. I, I did t text you these questions because you were like, oh, yes. she texted me with like, do you have questions for Megan and, uh, for study abroad? And I texted where, why, where? <laughs> what, do? <laughs> what do? What <laughs> do? What tip? <laughs> what tip? So uh, this is Amanda's chance to finally blab away about Oxford. Nice. <laughs> we can compare um, places and realize that Maastricht is so much better than Oxford. Oh, it's the Netherlands, you know? It really like, is. It's a great place. So, wait, Megan, where did you mm -hmm. study? So, in America, they call it Maastricht. It's not Maastricht. It's called Maastricht. But <laughs> it's fine. For <laughs> starters. Maastricht. Maastricht, yeah. Spell but, it. Um, M-A-A-S-T-R-I-C-H-T. Yes. Okay. So, it's in the very south of the Netherlands. So, like, probably three blocks over was Belgium. And then... Three blocks over. Literally, though. Wow. Like, you could walk to Belgium. And then if you take the train the other way, like 20 minutes, you'll be in Germany. And then it's another like maybe hour train ride, hour and a half to France. So it was literally the best possible place to be. Yeah. Wow. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Here it's like three blocks away is Waco. 
And then you can take an hour train and be in There Waco. is no train. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so when, when did you study there? Um, so it was the fall of my sophomore year, yes. And what did you study? So it was a pre-med study abroad. So we kind of did, I don't want to say pre-med classes, but yeah, pre-med classes. So it was like two senior level bio classes. So like taking pathophysiology, which is like a senior level class as a sophomore was a struggle, but it was also like really like rewarding because I managed to figure it out, which was great. We also took history of medicine and then got to like go to Padua and see the, like, um, what's it called? The theater where they did the first dissections, like Vesalius. So, like, super cool. So, we went to do all these like fun places. And Louis Pasteur was in France, right? Sorry? Louis Pasteur? Yeah, so we went to Paris France. to visit his lab for one of our field trips. So, all our field trips were like, hey, let's go to Italy for a week. So, <laughs> can't complain. But, yeah, it was a good time. Crazy. So, Amanda. Yes. In case everyone already forgot from five seconds ago, where did you study? Uh, yes, I studied at Oxford, the University of Oxford um, in England. Um, yeah, it was terrific. I was there last semester, and I'm back here at Baylor this semester. I, man, every time I, like, walk outside, which sounds horrible, <laughs> um, but... I'm like, I used to think that Baylor was like so pretty <laughs> and so beautiful. And then I went to Oxford, which is older than the Aztec Empire. What? I know, which is crazy. And I, yeah, like Oxford is just ridiculous. Like they're just so extra in like the most dignified way. Like their buildings, like their colleges are made out of Jerusalem stone, which is white stone imported from the city of Jerusalem. <laughs> Wow. And, like, the colleges have, like, their own vineyards, and they <coughs> hire, like, Beyonce to perform at their, like, balls. It's a little oh, crazy. So I saw like, Beyonce while you were there? I wish. Okay. I wish. But um, I saw Richard Dawkins, who was, like, a really famous, like, ethicist. Almost the same thing as Beyonce. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. He saw me playing rugby. I didn't know who he was. And then the boy was like, oh, that's Richard Dawkins. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's casual. And then later I found out who Richard Dawkins was. Oh. Wait, do you guys know who Richard Dawkins is? I feel like I know the name, but I'm pretty uncultured, so. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't have been starstruck. I would have been like, oh, okay. He was sh short-ish. I don't know, he, he wore a nice hat. Mm. Oxford was terrific. I loved it. So just in case Richard Dawkins is listening. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Mr. Dawkins. So besides school academic things, what are some things that you learned overstudy abroad, either about yourself or like about how to travel, I'm curious, that you um, think we missed out on? What I learned was that study abroad is bomb because oh, yes. there's no like external things you have to do. Like generally speaking, you probably don't have a job while you're there. You don't have to do like student organizations, you don't have to do leadership in your residence hall, like all these things that take up so much time in my life now just weren't a thing during study abroad. So I learned how to just enjoy being around people and enjoy like people's company a little bit more and be able to make deeper connections because I wasn't forced to be like, oh, I can't talk to you right now because I got to go do this, which I think was a really rewarding experience. As we made and came back, it was like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything was downhill from study abroad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hear um, culture shock isn't an experience that you have while you're abroad. It's when you come back yeah. to where, 
to home and you are trying to acclimate yourself back mm -hmm. to how life was before you went abroad. Um, <coughs> yeah, so I read Shakespeare while I was at Oxford and I also did a creative writing course. Um, and then my final paper, which I absolutely loved researching, was um, comparing um, the medieval hagiographic tradition of the Irish Saint Brendan to Frederick Buechner's contemporary um, novel of the same title. It's like a lot more chill than it sounds. I think. Sounds pretty not chill, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun though. Um, but yeah, while I was there, because Oxford is Oxford and because I was taking classes from Oxford, I, let me just, let's just count how many times I can say Oxford. Um, but because I was taking classes from the English faculty, um, it academically was like a lot more rigorous in some ways than Baylor. Like there, there are fewer like lectures that you have to go to and no one is like taking attendance to like make sure you're there. But mm -hmm. like everyone who shows up to lecture like wants to be there. And the thing is like everyone shows up, you know. Which um, is how it should be. Yeah, yeah. And take <laughs> <laughs> I was writing like uh, two papers every other week and then on the weeks where I wasn't writing a paper, two papers, I was writing just a single paper, but those papers would be like 15 pages each. What? So it was definitely like a lot of academic work. Um, and I think that maybe in some regards that hindered me a little from like doing more like fun fruity things but I agree with Megan in that I didn't have like leadership responsibilities I didn't have like organizations and it was just nice to just like take a break from an essay and like go watch a rugby match or like go like walk by the river or yeah just like chill out um and I think my biggest takeaway like was actually academics in that I learn how to take more s myself more seriously like as a researcher and a writer and because Oxford pushes you so much you begin to see like oh like because I have to step up my game like when I come back I know that I'm like more prepared to like churn out an essay because if I'm doing like 15 essays like in the span of like a semester right mm -hmm. then I can do four <laughs> when I get back so that was nice to know just like the confidence that I gained academically was really good. Yeah, I think if you can do something like that and come back and be like, yes, I want to do more of this, that's a pretty good sign. Because if I did that, I'd be like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. So now for the part I'm really interested in, funny or crazy stories from study abroad. Oh. Care to share? I'm trying to decide which story to tell right <laughs> now. Because one of them reflects kind of poorly on me and my stupidity. <laughs> but it's probably more funny. You can always just tell me to edit it out. That's true. Um, all right, well, I'll say the, like, craziest story. So this was our field trip to Italy. And so we get on a train from the street to Amsterdam at, like, God knows what hour in the morning. It was awful. <laughs> so we're, like, training out to Amsterdam. And everybody's being real loud and obnoxious Americans on the plane. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> like, this is why the rest of the world hates America. Uh, whatever. Honestly. We get, oh, really, though, it's bad. We're so loud. I, I mean, I'm not, it's not Americans. a we thing. It's a y'all thing. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, let's not admit that I just said y'all. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> so we get to Amsterdam Airport in Schiphol. And we're going to check in. I'm on my Dutch passport because I'm also a Dutch citizen. Fun facts. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, so... 
I like swipe my passport to get my boarding pass and it's like um, please go see a representative. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and I go to the representative, and there's a big old, like, line, and everybody else has gone through to the gate, and I'm like, cool, just by myself here with this TA. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, yeah, so your flights all got canceled, and I was like, hold on, what? And they're like, yeah, so you didn't take your first, so the flights that Baylor had bought for this trip was, like, Houston to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Rome, Vienna to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Houston, and I had not taken the first leg of the journey because I was going from Canada, and like the study abroad coordinator is like, yeah, that's chill, it's totally fine. So um, <laughs> sitting in Amsterdam with no flights to Rome, but also no flights back home to like America at the end of study abroad, and I was like, shoot. And so I was like, oh, um, well, I bought the ticket, I just didn't take the first leg of the journey. They're like, oh no, you can't take any more flights then. That means that the rest of them get canceled. I was like, ah, cool. <laughs> um, and so I was like, well, are there any tickets left on this flight? And they're like, yeah, well, it's a seat that you would be occupying. I was like, so I have a ticket and you have my seat, but I can't sit in my seat. And they're like, no, sorry. Oh, why? So bottom line, well, it's just because it's their policy, but it's a stupid policy. I hate like, airlines. What the heck? Anyways, so I was like, okay, well, how much does it cost to buy this ticket? And they're like, 400 euros. And I was like, what? And so I'm like, okay, I gotta call my parents. But it's like two in the morning back home, so they're not answering. <coughs> and like Baylor's pre or study abroad people are like closed. And I was like, crap. So I like call my professor who like doesn't answer her phones very frequently. And I call him like, Dr. B, like I can't get on the flight. Like I don't have 400 euros to spend on this flight. And she's like, okay, we'll put it on the Baylor credit card. And I was like, there's a Baylor credit card, bad. <laughs> anyway, so like we buy that ticket and then like get in contact with the study abroad person. And she's like, no, like I would never have said that. I was like, you definitely said that. And I don't have any email to the contrary. So, so Baylor's like, all right, we'll pay for the rest of your flights. You just book them. And so I'm like booking them in Rome. I'm like kind of stressed out still, like high stress situation. It's all fine, you know. And then, um, enjoy the rest of the time in Italy and then it's like the day before we leave and I'm in Vienna at a coffee shop doing some work because like after a week and a half of not doing work with midterms after you have to study for the midterms even if you're in Vienna and so I'm like wow it's weird that I haven't gotten like a confirmation email saying like hey your flight leaves tomorrow are you ready to check in it's like huh it's interesting so I like look at the flight and it turns out in the height of my stress I had booked a flight for a week later <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, shoot, like, nice. that's 100% on me. Like, that's not Baylor's fault. But then all the flights going back to Amsterdam are, like, 600 euros because it's for the next day. And I'm like, I can't, like, what the heck? So um, I end up buying a flight into Dusseldorf, Germany, and, like, taking, like, a four-hour train ride with, like, three different stops back to Amsterdam, which was really not according to the policy of study abroad because you're supposed to always travel with a pair. But I was like, too bad. <laughs> Anyway, so it was quite the ordeal. And at the very end, when I was taking the train back from Dusseldorf to Maastricht, um, the, there was this guy who, like, got on every single train. And I had to, like, book it to, like, make it across the tracks to the next train because the train's delayed a little bit. And a German train, they say, are never delayed. That's a lie. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I finally got to Maastricht, and I was going to the bus station to take the bus back to the university. And the same guy sits beside me. He's like, hi. I saw you running to catch the train. You're very impressive. And I was like, uh, <laughs> nope. Anyways, was he German? Um, no, I think he was Dutch. I don't know. Um, but he's like, what's your name? And I was like, 
Maggie? And he's like, do you have a phone number? And I was like, no, I'm international, so I don't have a phone number. He's like, do you have Instagram or Twitter? I was like, no, I stay off of social media. He's like, do you have an email? So I give him a fake email. Anyways, so that's all over. Fast forward like a month later when my parents were visiting and I see this guy in the street no. and I was like, dear God, no. And so I like, hey, we should go to the shop and like just like book it into the nearest shop, which was some random, like, I don't even know what shop. But yeah, so that's my craziest experience from beginning to end. Was he cute? No, he really wasn't. So oh. yeah, the nice. hard no on all fronts. So Amanda, anything? I've probably been like, a lot, but the one that I can think of that probably has any interest is, oh man, it was towards the end of the term, and we had like this big Christmas like formal dinner in the college. Um, so we all got like dressed up and like the alcohol was flowing and the conversation was also flowing. Those things really go great. hand in hand usually. Yes. <laughs> Everyone was very like chill. They were like, you know just finished like final papers like the Americans are finally leaving <laughs> like let's just let's just enjoy like this last like formal meal with them so I'm like there with like a group of friends and um, I'm there with Rusty who if you've been listening Rusty is my darling dear boyfriend who is coming in like four days I'm oh very God, excited I didn't know that. yes he's coming on Wednesday I'm very stoked so I'm there like with Rusty and his friends and like we're all dressed up and we're all eating our like Christmas dinner because it was a Christmas formal hall. Christmas pudding, if you will. And, yeah, there, there, there was Christmas pudding. Christmas pudding is nasty, y'all. It, it is disgusting. Is it like a savory or a sweet thing? It's a sweet. Okay. So it's like a, it's fruitcake infused mm -hmm. with rum and then they like pour like more alcohol in it and they like, set it on fire. Oh, but it, it tastes like fruitcake. That's essentially what it is. It's disgusting. Hard pass. Yeah, it's just very like, it's like a spiced fruitcake. Y'all know what fruitcake is and if you don't, good for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Rusty's friends are like super goofy and like super fun in a very like British Oxford way. And um, they were like, oh, Amanda, have you ever heard of Snort Keep going the with the British accent. Oh, like okay. They were like, oh, Amanda, have you ever heard of Snort the Pot? And I was like, oh, no, what's that? And they were like, well, it's like, it's like the British version of like a lime and tequila. And I'm like, are you getting Australian? <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know how to do a British accent. I just got off the phone with someone who's Australian. They're like, oh, yes, it's like, it's like the British version of a lime and tequila. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, yes. So, you know, with like, I can't, I can't keep going with this. They're like, yes, yeah, so you know, with like lime and tequila, you're supposed to like do a tequila shot and then like, it's lime, right? I, I don't know. I've never done tequila. No, it's an orange. Yeah, I mean, it's can confirm well, is it, it is lime. <laughs> no, no, but it's like shot and then lime, not lime and then shot. Well, right? it's salt, shot, shot lime. lime. Okay, yeah. They were like, yeah, it's salt, shot, lime. But like the British version is called snort the port. And like port, I didn't know because I'd never had port before, is like this like super strong, like super sweet wine. Okay, well, I haven't, I hadn't had it. And I, the story will confirm why. Anyway, so from what I had heard of it, like port is this super strong, super sweet wine and there's just like more alcohol in it. And they were like, yeah, like because 
wort is so sweet, you have to balance out the sweetness. And so in Britain, we use pepper. And so what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to snort a line of pepper off your oh hand. Oh my lord, tell me you didn't do that. And then take a shot of port. That's why it's called snort the port. And I'm sitting there and like, mind you, I've already had like a drink or two <laughs> in me. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, also like they have like a rhyme scheme, snort the port, you know? So they're Politics. like, yeah, yeah. They were like, so, so we'll, we'll all do it together. Like it's your first time, like communally, like let's all do it together. Pepper? So they like take like the pepper shaker put like pepper on their hand and like it's getting real elaborate you know like credit cards are coming out and we're like straightening like this like line of pepper on our hands and I'm like there and I'm like hoo, 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 like this is like immersion <laughs> really engaging with the culture <laughs> exactly so they're like yeah so Amanda like here's like a shot of port so what you're gonna do is you're gonna just like and then <laughs> And I'm like, okay. And they're like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it all together. So I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And so they were like, three, two, one. And I went. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and started crying. But I was like, no, power through. And I took a shot of port. And I was like, cool, communal experience. Because I saw all of them go. But it turns out that they had just swept the pepper off their hand and then taken a shot of port. So I'm like sitting there with just pepper one nostril <laughs> and I had to go blow my nose and just like mucus and pepper was just like oh, no. coming out oh, and no. I was like weeping. That's nasty. And they were like, we didn't think you'd actually do it. And I was like, but, but you rhymed. Snort the port. That's so clever. No one comes up with that. Now that I think about it, I'm like, you know, I wasn't actually snorting the port. I was snorting the pepper and then taking a shot of port. So if it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> so if it doesn't rhyme. Snort the pepper? Nope. That's a hard pass. Exactly. So that was, uh, that was the end of my study abroad experience. A few days after that, I uh, went to Iceland for my birthday. Cool. Wow. I'm still trying to process that whole thing. I uh, I hope Rusty and your friends y'all are listening to this and uh, you congratulations really you succeeded. Yes, you made my study abroad experience real something, <laughs> real spicy. <laughs> so looking back, is there anything that y'all would do differently, or I guess we can tie this into our next question of any tips or advice for people about to go on study abroad or who are thinking about it? Um, I would say taking oh. advantage of the culture that you're in in like a positive way. Um, but like I went with about 30 other American students and so I really like I'm a Dutch citizen I can understand a little bit of Dutch I can't really speak it all that well but I feel like if I had been there by myself I would have become a lot better and more proficient in my Dutch and even just like engaging with the culture and hanging out with local people instead of hanging out always with my like friends but I guess like that's what friends are for but I don't know I think that I could have been a little bit more attentive to the culture, and I wish I'd done that, but that's for more traveling experiences. So. I'm just going to have to go with you next time. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm down. Yeah, 100%. Like, get out of your little American bubble and, like, meet, like, the local people. Um, also, I guess, like, recognize that not everywhere is as, like, PC, scrubby, clean as, like, the States is. Like, we're super, like, in the States, and, like, it has its merits, you know. Um, in the states it 
there's definitely like this culture of like not wanting to say the wrong thing so people tend to like skirt around like issues um, or they tend to be very like politically correct um, and abroad like that doesn't that like mindset isn't necessarily like there and a lot of times it won't be there um, so just like trying to recognize that like most of the time if not all of the time people aren't trying to be like offensive when they like ask questions or when they like state their opinion um it's just more so like it it's not as like scrubbed clean as like the states is um and then i would also recognize like what your priorities are like while i was there i was like yeah like i know that i'm here to obviously like study english and i'm also here to like experience british culture um but i think and this is gonna be like such a dumb illustration, but I didn't realize like how important it was for me to like maintain the way I looked or like my health until, and so like I kind of, I definitely neglected working out. Um, and I was just like eating like whatever I wanted to eat left and right. And then when I got back, I had gained like so much weight. And I'm just thinking if I could do it over again, I probably wouldn't have like five scones at tea time <laughs> see like i had the opposite experience because straight up we walked everywhere like everywhere so like i hate whatever yeah. i wanted but i also lost weight it was this great combination oh, but um yeah and then the, good lord the cappuccinos they had like one euro cappuccinos at this like place on the way to school so every day i would get just like a great cappuccino and it was just such a good thing good time and then here it's like you want to pay 450 for a crappy cappuccino from oh, starbucks yes. i'm like no <laughs> i need coffee but no no yeah i guess like if i could do it over i would be like yeah like definitely eat what you want but you don't have to like go overboard and also like if you want if like you know yourself well enough and know that you'll regret like not taking care of yourself now then make time to take care of yourself i don't know maybe that's a very niche like, take care of yourself but also see yeah. for me what happens is all if i think about eating something and i'm like no i shouldn't but if i really wanted to eat it two weeks later i will literally still be thinking man i really should have taken eaten what yes. <laughs> dessert so and i'm also like you know there's no need to have like french fries which they call chips like smothered in cheese like four times a week really you know? i feel yeah. like there is a good reason to do that <laughs> it was so good i miss it so much <laughs> Actually, I'm glad I did it, but now I'm paying for it. So eat, but also take care of yourself. Yes. But don't go overboard if you feel like you'll regret it. Yes. Okay. Moderation. Moderation. Oh. For me, I'm a very competitive person. So, like, not only did I want to get an A in my classes, I wanted to get, like, 98 or above. Like, just kill it. And so, like, by killing it academically, I also killed myself a little bit. <laughs> like, there were some weeks where I was real sick because I didn't sleep enough. Um, and so, like, the way our classes work, we had class Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then the rest of the days were weekends. And everybody's like, oh, that sounds so awesome. But I'm also like, well, we were in class from literally 8 a.m. till 4 p.m., and then we had class from 7 to 9 p.m., so like so much class and there's a quiz every day so like you get out of class at 9 p.m then you gotta pre-read and learn everything for path of it is by 8 a.m the next morning you gotta be yes. at breakfast at 7 though so like it was a lot of work but like i was like real competitive and i wanted to do really good i'm like i'm glad i did good but also like maybe i should just like gone out with friends that evening instead of staying in and studying you know 
but yeah yeah no like permanent regrets but like you know could have done it differently i suppose mm. yeah no i feel like there were definitely weeks where i could have been like i could have been a little lazier with this essay and i could have like gone out more you know mm. but yeah and then also like do the things that are like inconvenient for you um i remember when i was there like some people like oxford has the best libraries in the world and they have every single book that has ever been printed in english um and like the libraries are just insane um but people would like not leave their rooms to go study in the libraries because it was like too cold or like too far and it's like then why are you here <laughs> you know um yeah like their libraries would have like gold gilted ceilings and it was just like ugh. yeah um but definitely do the thing that is inconvenient even because you you m might not know when you get the chance to do it again mm -hmm. you know yeah uh, the other one that i just remembered is to spend time in the city that you're in mm -hmm. so like we got a euro pass which meant that we could take any train and it was already paid for anywhere around europe so like every weekend thursday after classes we'd scoot on out to whatever destination we wanted to go to and it was a good time but like i never really explored explored the city of Maastricht, and like it's a really cool city yeah and then like i was looking at like top places to visit in holland because we were going to go back with my family and it's funny because mr made that list but like i lived there for three four months and didn't really know much about what went on in the city so yeah anything you'll want to share that you haven't shared you always need fewer clothes than you think than you think you do it's true i traveled for two and a half weeks with my mother with literally a backpack and it wasn't a hiking backpack it was like a little cute like traveling backpack not even traveling just school like but anyways it goes to show you bring some tide pods you can travel you'll have the same outfit in every literal single picture but yeah so but time. it's just a backpack also make sure you look into your airbnbs carefully because i did not do that and me and my mother stayed in an airbnb and my mother's like 60 like she's not really down to party too much um, and we stayed in this Airbnb, and I thought it was like, you know, an Airbnb, but it was like a room inside of a house, and this girl had just finished her exams, and she, she was partying hard. <laughs> she, like, knocks on our door at 3 in the morning. She's like, hey, do you guys want to have some weed with us? And I'm like, my poor mother. <laughs> anyway, so check out your Airbnbs carefully, guys. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Didn't you stay in Portugal? Oh, no, I was in Scotland. Oh, I was in um, the Highlands of Scotland, <laughs> and uh, this um, youth hostel that we had chosen to stay in, it was me and two other, like, girls, and we were sharing this room with ten Portuguese men. And when I say men, I really... I don't just mean like, oh, like of the male gender, like these were men, <laughs> like they were bulked out. They were just massive. They looked, it was like, we were like essentially reading like the Portuguese rugby team. They like looked massive and they like came in and they were like, oh, hello. And we're like, oh, hi. But they were so sweet. Um, but yeah, I guess just like people are there to like chill and travel and just like, I don't know, just like be chill. You know, like, don't go into a place with your own agenda or expecting things to, like, be a certain way. I, like, oh, my days. There was, like, this one girl, study abroad, who refused to drink the tap water at Oxford. So she would get on a train with her massive, like, suitcase, 
go to like London and then buy <coughs> bottled water from Costco. Goodness gracious, they have Costco wow. in London? Yeah, oh. and then wow. get on the train and go back. I was like, the, the tap is right there. That's it's fine, the everyone drinks from the tap. Otherwise just like buy a filter, water yeah. bottle and filter your water. I was just astounded. So yeah, like be chill, experience the culture. Don't try to make things like America. <laughs> Although, I'm not gonna lie, this was a low point in my uh, study abroad experience. I was really craving McDonald's, which I've never craved in my life. <laughs> so instead of like eating good food in Italy, once I got McDonald's nuggets from a train station. I feel like European McDonald's are just a step they above are, American oh. McDonald's. No, Asian McDonald's, Asian KFCs sell. Dude, KFCs bomb abroad. I know, egg tarts at KFC. What? I know. And they're actually really good. Did you know KFC isn't allowed to call itself like Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore because it's not really chicken, and so it's like a misnomer. That's what it's, that's what someone told me. That's why they always have to go by KFC now. It's Carry your insurance home. card with you. Can't say I ever did that, but probably a good thing to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, well, I guess if you're in Europe, like I have Canadian health insurance, it's fine. Canadian health insurance is so good. It really is. Oh, oh. yes, I want to hear like in short as a Canadian who who voluntarily said y'all earlier, how have you adjusted to Texas? And I know, well, Megan very much wants to go back yeah. to Canada. Canada. Yeah, Canadian thoughts you. on Texas after four years of being here. I don't, I don't wanna I would just like to, to reiterate the fact that since for around 20, you spent about one fifth of your life so far in the great things. state of Texas. Um, yeah, it's very different than Canada. Every time I go back to Canada, I'm like, why did I leave? Um, it's a great place. Um, yeah, I don't really know if I have anything positive to say. My mother told me if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I plead the fifth. Do you like the food here? Okay, let's <laughs> that's serious. The no, food okay, in Vancouver is because like Megan came to Waco. Right? That's true. But I feel like if you came to Austin or Houston or Dallas, it'd be a different story. Austin's great. Yeah. The food here? Like, what do you mean by the food? There's literally, like, just a billion fast food places. Do you like barbecue? Do you like the barbecue here? It's alright. Carrollton has good food. But, yeah. like, you're from Vancouver. Exactly. So Vancouver has, like, all the best food. Because it's, like, yeah. you're on the water, you want sushi, here's, like, a butt ton of sushi for, like, five bucks, and it's all freshly caught. And you're, like, ha! On the table. Yeah. Yeah, although I am very proud. Megan now eats from food trucks. It's true. It took a long time. When she came, she was... I was very yeah, adamantly against them. Yes. Because, like, you're telling me you make food in that nasty, like, 8,000 degree truck. Like, that's a breeding ground for disease. <laughs> so I refuse to eat there. But now you will see me on La Salle eating from La Milpa. Oh, yeah. I love La Milpa. It's really so good. good. La Milpa Milpa. Yeah. And, I mean, our standards have fallen. So that one of my favorite made it over. We were eating froyo at You Swirl. <laughs> Right, which is just really honestly your run-of-the-mill froyo place. And then they had, every year we go on February 6th for their $5 fill-up. And as we left, and I, we were getting into my car, Megan genuinely looked at the <laughs> building of you swirl and said, Wow, what an establishment. <laughs> That's how I knew how far I had fallen. <laughs> I mean, Texas is great. Waco is okay. Waco's getting better. Well, That's thanks, Megan, really for coming. Of course. Even when you're feeling a bit under the weather. Oh, okay. sorry. It's okay. I have my chamomile tea. It's great. 
You can find us on social media on Instagram um, at Before We Go Pod, and then our email is Before We Go Podcast at gmail.com. You guys should have made it the same, but it's fine. Yeah, I made the Gmail first, um, and then it was a really long Instagram handle. That's fair. So we shortened it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So before we go, as all good Asian aunties say, drink, drink more water. water.